0: So before we begin, I want to give a huge shout-out to my newest and latest brother, Bishop Ashley. Bishop Ashley reached out to me last week. He has been a long-time an avid listener to the show and greatly enjoys it and reached out to me to express his interest in the Oblates. He's become a member of the Oblates, I'm very happy to say. And it's great. It's great to get feedback from you all when you feel able to reach out and let me know it's it so helps me with the show and and with the direction knowing that you know it is reaching you all it is touching your hearts uh, and your lives and it is making a difference for you that means really everything to me so infinite thanks blessings and love to bishop ashley for becoming my newest brother and Thank you again for sharing what you did about the show and also for becoming an oblate. And if you would like to become an oblate, we just recently did a show on that episode 10 of this season on the Oblates of Perpetual Light. I'll have information at the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. Welcome to the Faith and More podcast. I firmly believe that the divine works through people every day to help us. These people are so very humble, most of us don't know they exist or existed. Hello, my name is Angel, and I'll be your host as we explore these amazing beings. Their stories will educate, uplift, encourage, heal, motivate, and inspire your faith, no matter what it is or isn't. If you're new to the show, thanks for finding us. It is my deepest hope and prayer that you find everything you're looking for in a podcast here especially a faith-based podcast and if you're returning infinite thanks blessings and love for being a loyal and returning listener it is because of you that this show is here so feel free to get a cup of your favorite coffee or tea your favorite blanket sit back and relax in your favorite chair or sofa and enjoy the show If you're driving, please don't do this. (laughs) Enjoy the show with a cup of coffee or tea, but keep driving. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. How are you all doing? I so hope and pray you all are well and blessed. Infinite thanks, blessings and love for tuning in. Today we're going to be talking about dealing with loss, and I know that it can be a very heavy and sad um, subject For most people if not all people Uh, but I'm in hopes and prayers that by the end of this show that will have changed for you even if just a little bit I'm going to be sharing information with you on um, how to effectively deal with loss and how to see it in a different way remember we did a show not too long ago about you know reframing uh, your mind in your life and that was in this season it was episode two of this season season four so check that out if you haven't already you can pause here and come back uh, because that gives you a lot of good information but we'll be referring to that episode quite a bit as we go so no worries if you haven't heard it before so some would ask what prompted this show well those of you who are long-time listeners or even have just been listening for say the past two months Uh, you know that um, Haven and my brother-in-law, Ray, which is um, Haven's sister, Stephanie's husband, um, was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. So um, at the time of this recording, um, it was inoperable and that, you know, it didn't look like there was much of anything they could do for Ray. Um, When this show airs, I don't know what his condition will be, but I will be sure to, Uh, splice in an update Uh, probably will say how about here okay so an update with regard to Ray honestly I wish I had more to share Um, I don't have any new updates since last week's update uh, with the prayer request that Ray's home I've reached out to his wife Stephanie who is also my sister-in-law Uh, to try to get more information from her with regard to how they will proceed uh, moving forward with his his cancer and with his treatment, but she has yet to reply. Unfortunately, the channels between the two families is not very good, and I sincerely apologize, folks. But I do ask that we all please keep Ray in our heart, thoughts, and prayers because he has a long road ahead of him either way. Okay, so I would have added the update on Ray's condition, uh, if he's still with us or not, uh, just previously. I tend to record a month in advance. I always try to keep at least four episodes in the pocket, um, and they're scheduled to go um, without me being here. So just in case I'm not here <laughs> in one way, shape, or form, you know, talking about loss. Um, well, I don't plan on going anywhere, folks, so no, <laughs> no worries there. But I always try to keep at least four shows, if not more, in the pocket, programmed, uh, scheduled, ready to go. Um, so there will be some additional episodes after whatever happens. But anyway, so Ray's diagnosis prompted me to um, kind of evaluate and pray on how the majority of us handle loss and how we see loss and what our minds perceive as loss, you know, it could be someone from anything from someone passing, which is pretty much what we're going to be focusing on today. But it'll also be loss of a relationship, friendship, a divorce, breaking up, uh, things of that nature. But again, today we're focusing on uh, loss of a person passing. If you want me to do a show on how to handle um, heartbreak and things of that nature, you know, I would be more than happy to to do a show on that. Just let me know. Um, my contact information is at the end of the show and at the end of every show. So how we see and deal with loss is really, it varies from person to person. Everybody has their own way of seeing it and viewing it and dealing with it. Um, you know, a big part of loss is grief, and I am not going for a moment to diminish grief uh, in this show at all. Um, if anything, I'll be helping you uh, to better deal with your grief, to better work through your grief. And that's the important thing is that we have to keep in mind that it is important that we grieve. Um, don't bottle it up and, and push it down and suppress it because um, it, that's not good. That's not good for you and that's not good for your health and that's not good for those around you. Um, Yes, there is a time and a place to grieve and a lot of us wait until everything's said and done and then we break down. But the important thing is to remember to break down, Uh, whether that be with a friend, with a uh, member of clergy, a pastor, a priest, a minister, um, a wife, um, husband, best friends, children, um, whoever you lean on, you know, please, or if you just are one of those uh, that just find a place of quiet and solitude and and break down their nature it's great to get out in nature, of course, in this area of the hemisphere right now, it's winter, so it's a little cold, but you could still you could still bundle up and get out there and just be in nature in a private secluded area, and just let go, just let it all go, and that's the important thing is to. Let it go. So letting go of the grief, letting go of the pain is not letting go of the person or uh, being that you have lost. Because a lot of us have little fur babies that are near and dear to us as as they are our own children. And they should be seen as that regardless of what shape or um, candy covered coating they come in. They are our children. Um, we are all children of the divine. And, you know, letting go is not letting go of them. It's letting go of the pain um, that you are experiencing. Um, and also is, is part of the process of healing is letting go of that pain and that anguish. Um, different cultures, different faiths have different ways of dealing with death um, as Those of you who are long-time listeners know I have an extensive background in uh, Buddhism and Eastern philosophies. Uh, So say, for example, uh, Tibetan Buddhism, uh, and most Buddhists altogether believe that, you know, death is just simply a transition. Um, There is, I know the Dalai Lama says this all the time, um, but I don't believe it's original from him. It's come from previous teachers and masters. But they say um, what it is like is if you have two candles. One candle is lit and has a flame, and the flame is about ready to extinguish on the one candle. And you take that flame and you light another candle with it. Uh, What has changed? The only thing that's changed is the candle. The flame is still the same. And that's how Buddhists view death. They don't see death as death. They don't call it death. Um, it is just a transition. It's going from one life to another, from one form to another. Now, if you're a Christian, uh, you could view that as you are leaving the body, the human body, the physical body that was born into this lifetime and your soul is free. It's actually going back to the divine. It's going to heaven, um, or whatever you believe in. Um, those of us who do nature uh, practices, I don't want to say pagan. I swear I hate that. I hate that term. And those of you who are listening out there uh, that people reference your faith as pagan, please let me know if that's acceptable or if that's a derogatory term or what you all prefer, because I really, to me, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very bad curse word. You know, I I don't like saying it and it leaves a poisonous taste in my mouth every time I do. So anyway, those who deal or practice faiths of nature, um, you know, they have a different view of it as well, you know, as as you know, trees, you know, a tree grows and then it drops acorns and those acorns, you know, get eaten or moved around by animals and replanted, uh whether it's by the animal or through the feces of that animal. And more trees come from that. And it's just the whole uh, cycle of life. And um, so, again, getting back to Buddhists, especially Tibetan Buddhists, they take uh, transitioning very, very seriously. And I know I've mentioned this probably in a previous show, but it uh, goes without saying it's good to mention again that um, how extensive Tibetan Buddhists are is um, that they do practices for any and all people who pass who are Tibetan Buddhist. they do practices for 49 days. Now you have a Lama which is also known as a priest or a teacher um, who will do the practices. Uh, also family do the practices for 49 days. Um, the body sits for seven days um, before they do anything um, to the body because they believe that um, the soul, I guess we'll just say soul because of thinking, speaking in Christian terms or spirit, um, takes some time sometimes to, to leave the body. And they believe that any kind of abrupt uh, movement or touching or um, anything like that can cause um, the spirit or soul detrimental harm. Uh, by confusing them um, because it's a confusing state already, as Tibetan Buddhists believe. And we'll probably do a show on this. That would probably be a really good idea instead of me just being long-winded on this. But anyway, back to where I I was starting, is that they have a very long process of 49 days of practices that they do for a person. Um, Who is passing and then, of course, they have a cremation ceremony that they do or they do what is called sky burial And sky burial is really, really catching on. It's within the past, I would say 15, 20 years, it's actually becoming a big thing. And actually in Colorado, there are all kinds of bills that have passed to make it legal for people to do sky burial. So what is sky burial? Sky burial uh, can be two things. Uh, Bottom line, it's uh, nothing is done with your body as far as um, embalming or anything like that. Uh, Neither does Buddhism. They don't believe in that either because they don't, you know, any tampering with the body that doesn't need to be done shouldn't be done. Uh, They don't believe in preservatives, especially chemical preservatives and things of that nature. So what they do is they take your body out into the wilderness and they either one, you know, what they're doing in Colorado is. They will leave you on a, a mountainous area or, you know, in the desert somewhere, and allow the animals to feed from you. Um, and how it got the name sky Barrel, because it's a Tibetan practice mainly is that when you get eaten by these animals, mostly birds and vultures and things of that nature, they will fly around and they will poop you, <laughs> poop you out. I mean, there's no. There's no polite or clean way to say that, is there? They will, they will do-do you out, <laughs> and you will just spread all over the place. It's like uh, having your ashes after a cremation scattered all about the place. But you are not only being spread all over the place, you're also nourishing other beings. You're helping them. And that is just beyond amazing. Speaking of that, while I'm on this subject, show of hands, how many of you are organ donors? If you pulled out your ID or your license, if you're here in the United States, how many of you have yours designated as being an organ donor? My hand is raised. It is extremely important that you consider this and do this if you possibly can, because when you pass, you you no longer need the organs and things in your body. But others do. And I can think of no better legacy and no better way to help others ease their suffering and pain but other than donating the organs that you're no longer going to need to people that are in need that you can save their lives and you can help greatly help improve their condition of life. So anyway, give that some thought, folks. I'll see if I can put a link to uh, the United States uh, National um, Organ Donor website. Um, each state has their own, and when you go to renew your ID or your license, um, you can designate then that you want to be an organ donor, and no, you don't. There's all kinds of conspiracy theories. You don't go on an FBI list or if they need a kidney, they come and kill you and take your kidney. It doesn't work that way. Believe me, folks, it's it's very, very safe and it's a very honorable thing to do. It's like the, the very best thing you can do after you're gone from this lifetime. <laughs> okay, so the second part of Sky Burial is, uh, the Tibetan tradition of Sky Burial is where um, a Lama, also known as a priest or a teacher, will take you out into the wilderness and will chop your body into pieces um, and offer that to the birds and animals there. Um, In um, places where they practice Tibetan Buddhism, used to be in Tibet, but since the Chinese occupation, that's been since outlawed. Uh, But in India, in Dharamsala, especially in other parts of um, India where, the Tibetans are living in exile. They have specific areas, mountainous areas, where they will take the body and they will chop it up. And the animals there are so used to these rituals because it happens quite often. You know, anytime somebody passes, you know, this is done, and and they're taken up there at the appropriate time, and and this is done that the the animals are actually waiting and they wait for people. And it's not like sharks in the water. Don't don't get me wrong, folks. It's actually a very beautiful thing, even though it sounds very Saul movie, the movie Saul, Saul-like and gruesome, um, like a psycho killer thing. It's not. It's, it's a very beautiful thing. You have to look at it uh, from a different point of view. And that's what this show is all about, is switching perspectives. Uh, remember on reframing your mind, it's the same picture. We're just moving the frame from the stormy, cloudy part of the picture to the sunny side of the street, so to speak. Okay, so that's Buddhist, how they handle. How about Jewish, the Jewish faith? So it's according to classic Jewish practice, those mourning the death of a parent continue reciting mourner's Kiddush for 11 months, including the first month. So mourners mark the end of Shloshim. If I've said that wrong, our Jewish listeners, I greatly apologize. It's S-H-L-O-S-H-I-M. Uh, shlosham, with a special service or ceremony at which the mourner or family members speak about the deceased. So, you know, kind of like a wake, but they do a series of prayers for 11 months after the person passes away, almost immediately as soon as the person passes away, like they said, the first month. Uh, Next, we have uh, Hinduism. Hinduism encourages family and mourners to not be excessive in their mourning, so that the soul can leave and journey on. This also goes for Buddhists as well, is that they believe that um, if you're going to grieve openly around the person's physical uh, form after they pass, to take that someplace else, because they believe that by, you know, the spirit or soul can see everything that's going on around it after it passes for a certain time. Um, Of course, and again, as I was saying, there is some confusion about that at first, but um, if you're crying and you're mourning and you're hanging on and clinging and screaming, um, it makes the soul or spirits um, same thing, uh, just different terminology. It makes the being want to stay and not move on or move forward um so again you know the whole uh there's a time and place for grieving um is here but if you find that you are unconsolable and uncontrollably um mourning um, it, it is best it is said to be it is best to stay away from the person's physical body or their physical remains because you don't want to confuse them and believe me they can see you even when you're in a private area Um, so we'll talk about that as we go in the show on and help people do. I know, as I said, it's important before I said, it's important to grieve. Um, and, but again, there's a time and a place for that. And we'll, again, we'll get into that more as we go. So Hindus as well as all other faiths believe that it's the most important thing is to encourage everyone to remember the person who passed with happy thoughts, um, as their soul received positive thoughts and views, it will see you all celebrating and remembering the happy times and the joyful times. And it will be better able to move on um, to its transition, you know, to its its next whatever, whatever your beliefs are. If you believe in reincarnation, its next life, or you believe that um, we all go to heaven or If you're Roman Catholic, you believe in purgatory or whatever, even purgatory, it's important that you keep people in your prayers and stuff, especially if they're working through uh, things that they did not get right in this lifetime. But again, we'll talk more about that as we go. And Native Americans. Native Americans are mourning. They mourn, they bathe and dress the body in special garments. Mourners bury the deceased far away from the living areas. Uh, along with their possessions and their tools used to bury the body. Uh, if the deceased died in their Hogan, which is a home of tree and bark, family members burn it along with any remaining possessions. So as we see with Native Americans, and this is something everybody used to do. Um, as a matter of fact, that brings me to Caitlin Doughty. Uh, Caitlin is an amazing YouTube channel called Ask a Mortician. I'll have a link to it and the show notes and uh, description, but she's also an amazing author. And she wrote, um, she's written several books, but one of the books she wrote was called, uh, From Here to Eternity, Traveling the World to Find a Good Death. It's $11.89 on Amazon, and I'll have a link to it in the show notes. And what that is, is she goes, she actually traveled around the world and met with many um, indigenous people as well as cultured people, and, from different societies to see what their practices are for when someone passes. It's really, really great. And it really gives you a great education and wisdom into how death is perceived by people from all over the world and all walks of life and all cultures. Uh, But anyway, you know, something Caitlin always points out is it wasn't but maybe a hundred or so years ago, our death practices were completely different. We didn't just, and I've mentioned this in previous shows, we didn't just, you know, cover somebody and whisk them away down a back corridor and down an elevator into a morgue and put them on a slab with a toe tag and then off they go. It was, you know, the body was either at home already or it was taken home and the family and loved ones bathed the person, clothed the person, spent time with the person talked with them because again believing that your spirit and soul is still there and can still see and hear and experience what's going on around it especially with those it's connected to Um, and I I firmly I firmly believe in that and and so you know what better way to do the last moments with someone that you love or family member again someone that you love but then to do this to take care of them to spend time with them they'll they'll cook meals they'll have meals uh, in between they take shifts people will spend time with the person's uh, body they'll talk with them finish any loose ends you know anything that wasn't said in life um, that, that needed to be said they say at that time it's it's a very beautiful thing but Native Americans do that as well. Um, They also do a type of sky burial uh, where they have, you know, sacred burial grounds where they will uh, put the body up on uh, like a riser and of course birds and stuff can come and and eat and, 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 you know, nourish themselves and that person goes on, you know, goes on through nature. Of course, you know, Native Americans without saying that they are huge, they are the probably most original nature faith uh, that there is, any of those indigenous people are. So, some might ask me, hey, what do you believe? What do you, you know, subscribe to? Well, we did a show um, called The Little Soul in the Sun last season. If you haven't heard that show, go back and check it out. It's really, really good. But it really gets into. What I'm going to expand on and share with all of you as far as my my beliefs is that um, we all have already decided before we took life, this life that we're in right now, uh, I firmly believe that our souls have decided and planned to do this life the way it is going and the way it plays out because you know we want to learn and need to learn certain lessons Um, and it's lessons that we can't learn in, say heaven or a heavenly realm um, because things are too perfect there everything is such bliss and light um, but there's always room for improvement for us Um, and some might say well that's what purgatory is for but purgatory roman catholic purgatory is different than heaven (laughs) It's fire and brimstone. It can be considered hellish at many, many times, if not all the time in purgatory. But anyway, different different show altogether there. But my beliefs are that, again, we have these, you know, as souls or spirits, before we take this life or choose, that's the better the better word, choose this life, um, we predetermine how things are going to go. We pre-map it out and plan it out. And we plan out a certain period of time that we're going to be here. Um, So when that time comes, oh, I should say, some faiths call this a soul contract. Is that something that you create before you um, take birth or take a life in this, you know, human existence Um, They call it a a soul contract or a spirit contract, and that's not anything satanic or devilish in any way, shape, or form. It's just saying that this is something you've decided to do before you take this form. Um, So when it does come time for your passing, regardless of how you die, it was something that your soul chose before you took birth. Okay, you all with me? Now, that should really, really help everyone. And some might say, how in the world is that supposed to help? By knowing that said loved one who passed away tragically, um, say Ray, you know, haven of my brother-in-law, Stephanie's husband. If he hasn't passed by the time the show airs or when he does pass or when any of us pass. Or any of your loved ones pass. Or even your fur babies. Or furless babies. When they pass. If you look at it. Again taking the frame. From the dark side. To the light side. Or I should say. From the dark muddy side. To the clear wisdom side. You will understand. That this. Is what the. Person shows. This is what you know, Uncle Earl chose. Um, This is what Grandpa chose, what Grandma chose before they came into this life. Um, You know, one of my nearest and dearest and longest friends, other than Haven, um, was my friend Art, who I grew up with, and I told you all about Art many, many episodes ago and probably seasons ago, Uh, but he passed away from a massive heart attack at the age of 35. Uh, Back in 2005. Now, you know, I firmly believe that he chose that before he um, came into this lifetime. You know, as tragic as that was for his family and his loved ones, um, if we look at it again, if we look at it from that perspective and in that frame, that, yes, it sucks that the person is no longer physically here with me or with us. However, this is something that was predetermined and prechosen by them. So therefore, it's okay. It's okay. It's not as tragic as our minds and our hearts would wrap it around or try to make it into. Is that, oh my gosh, they abandoned me. They left us. They left their family. They're gone. You know, all those negative connotations that go with death and association with death that we've been culturally programmed and the media has programmed us into believing. Of course, you know, the media wants us to believe that we'll live forever. But however, once we die, they're really good at publicizing and broadcasting that by saying, look, this person died and it was so grotesque and so tragic. And, you know, they just blow everything up out of proportion and spin it into something that it is not. It is not death. Most faiths don't believe in that word, death. They call it transitioning, reincarnation, whatever you want to label it. It's moving from one thing to the other. It's that flame passing from one candle that is almost burnt up or being is burnt up to a new candle. You know, Again, the whole energy does not disappear. Energy just changes forms and continues on. And that's what we are. We are this essence. We are this energy. We are this soul. We are this spirit. We are the divine and the divine is us. Whatever you want to label that, go for it or not label it. It doesn't change the fact that it's true, that it's fact. So that's my personal view is that, you know, those who um, when we pass, it's something that was, you know, not consciously done or chosen in this lifetime, but it was done by our soul and our spirit before again, soul and spirit are the same thing um, before we took this life, before we were born. Um, and to me, that makes it ever the more understandable. And ever the more beautiful that here this person or being, you know, did what they set out to do, you know, even if it's a a child that's passes so quickly, that little soul or spirit only needed to come here and do what it did for a very short period of time. And then it was ready to go back. It was ready to go back to heaven. It was ready to go back to Celestial realms, what, again, whatever your faith believes or whatever you personally believe. Um, you know. But again, it leaves us with that gaping hole and it leaves us with that we miss that physical person. We miss that being. I mean, we miss that little uh, fufulu pup pup, that little fuzzball that we love so dearly. And again, they can hear us and they can experience us. and they can be with us. I mean, remember, they're no longer bound by a physical form, so they are they are very free and they're very free-flowing and free-moving. And I firmly believe that our loved ones and those hear us and know you don't need a, a Ouija board or anything like that or need to do a seance, just talk to them. Pray to them. You know, they are great uh, beings to pray to for intercession, for help. Um, you know we talk about that especially in this show with the saints and people who we consider to be saints is praying to them for their intercession. Why not? You can do that with anybody and everyone. Even for fufu Pupup, That dog or cat or ferret or bird or whatever it was loved you unconditionally in its lifetime and you know probably did a lot of self-sacrificing things to make sure It did all it could to make you happy. That was what its key thing in life was. That's what the little baby's life purpose was was to make you happy to make you feel secure to be therapy for you. And so they still can if anything they can be that more so now because they're not bound by the physical form. Yeah, I know we should probably do a whole. Yeah, I know. We've talked about doing a paranormal show and we will. I'll probably do it. Probably. I know it's a bit off, but maybe not really that far off because how time flies. Maybe Halloween next this coming Halloween. We'll we'll do an episode on 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 all that. Uh, but anyway, just to expand and, and, and you know share a little bit more about that. That's my personal beliefs. Um, and you're free to believe whatever you want, if you want feel free to share with me how uh, and everybody here what your beliefs are. You know, my contact information is at the end of the show and at the end of every show. We would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you. And let me know if you want me to share that on the show. We can do a follow-up show or actually do a a book nook addendum uh, to this show. And the next book nook, we can talk about it. uh, If anybody shares what their beliefs are, it can help others. I mean, this is all about people's personal beliefs and sharing with others and educating others. And through that, it helps others. I mean, that's what we're all here for. And that's what this show is all about. So again, circling back around to the grief and mourning and processing, you know, let it out, let it out. Um, And again, the best way to let it out is to talk, talk with the person that's gone, you know. Uncle Earl, Grandpa, Grandma, you know, whomever, a Fufulu pup pup, you know, go to someplace private um, and just let it out. Talk with them, you know, pray to them. However you want to do it, you can do it out loud. You can do it in your heart and your head. Uh, But just, you know, commune with them and just let it out, get it out and, and move forward they would not want you and they don't want you to be in an ever emotional state of grieving and pain. You know, that's the last thing any of us want for our loved ones, right? Um, We don't want any of our loved ones to suffer, especially suffering for the rest of their life. You know, grieving about losing me or you or fufulu pup pup, you know, none of us want that, you know. And, And in fact, the vast majority of us um, do everything we can to to help our loved ones not be in pain and to not suffer. So could you only imagine being that loved one who has passed and seeing the person um, still in human form that hasn't caught up with them yet? And yes, they will. You will catch up with them uh, in due time when it's your time. You know, when you have chosen, remember, before you took this life, You know, when you've chosen to pass and how to pass, remember, you're here to learn things, and then once you pass, you will go right with that. I so firmly believe this, that the people in our lives, uh, the people in our little bubble, you know, um, are people that we've gone round and round and round with for so many um, lifetimes, infinite lifetimes, for infinite time. Again, I'll refer back to the little soul and the sun story. Remember the little soul that stepped forward to offer to help the other soul that wanted to come back and experience, you know, pain and suffering and forgiveness. Someone had to step forward that would come back in a lifetime and cause them grievous and brutal harm to provoke that type of forgiveness that that little soul wanted to learn And it was that other soul that said, you don't remember me, but we've done this many times. I've been there for you and you've been there for me. I firmly believe this, folks. I really do. And again, if you haven't heard that show about the little soul in the sun, you can either go back last season and listen to it here, or you can check out Father Mike Cantor's podcast, Logic in the Bible. He also did a show on it as well. It's it's such an amazing story. And again, I'll have a link to it in the show notes so you guys can... I'll go to it and check it off. you just want to read it yourself. So to close things up here, folks, if any of you are suffering and grieving and you just can't get through it, please, please, please reach out to someone for help. If it's causing you to go into depression or having suicidal thoughts, get help, get help, please. Remember, you chose this life. You chose who you wanted to be in this lifetime and who you wanted to be with in this lifetime. So don't cut that short. Don't mess that up. Allow that to play out as you wanted, as you originally planned. Get the help you need. I'm here for you. You can contact me. Uh, You should definitely get... um, help from a you know, licensed doctor that can help you if it's something that where you're thinking about causing physical harm to yourself or if you're suffering from severe depression. Um, if it's something with questions as far as your faith uh, or how to process through it, I can help you. Any members of clergy can help you, your priest, your pastor, uh, your minister. If you have a great church, go, go there, lean on them. They can help you. That's what they're there for, and that's what they love to do. We love to help each other. We're here for each other. You know, get a hold of a friend, call a friend, you know, meet with a friend, have coffee, discuss, um, work through it with someone. If you can't work through it yourself, just a quick announcement before we get to uh, closing prayer request and benediction. Um, I want to remind everyone um, to check out. Season 4, Episode 10, which was last week, The Oblates of Perpetual Light, if you already have not And if you have and you're interested in becoming an oblate, please check out the website at oblatespl.wixsite.com forward slash oblates-pl or contact me directly at oblates.pl at gmail.com. Links to both will be in the show notes In description. I so hope and pray to see you all as an oblate very soon. This week's prayer requests are as follows. I mentioned Nicholas last week in our show uh, with the prayer request with regard to his heart condition. Nicholas is 18 years old and literally going through hell. Um, All the information I'm getting on Nicholas, you all can access as well. His mother has created a um, Facebook page for him. It's called Nicholas's Journey, Hunting for a Heart Again. And I will have a link to that. And her name is Gina, G-E-N-A, Colber K-O-L-B-E-R, Eric, E-I-R-I-C-H, or Erich. Uh, so anyway, I will have a link to that in the show notes and description for anyone that wants to follow Nicholas's A journey in progress. His mom does a great job of posting every day. But anyway, an update on Nicholas. She said, uh, this was just posted um, just recently. Nicholas had a pretty good day. The echo today showed that the right side of the heart is still not where it needs to be, but it definitely improved. The leakage he had went from severe to moderate. Just in a few days, Nicholas has had a lot of improvement. He finished his last plasma for Uh, he finished his yeah last plasma first disease and they took the kidney dialysis off yesterday. So he's no longer on kidney dialysis. Uh, the nephrologist doctor said his numbers looked about the same. He was expecting them to look worse after the dialysis. Dr. Jake said Nicholas's right side of his heart was barely working. And she said, I think Nicholas knew. Uh, he told me, Mom, I'm scared. Poor Dr. Jake Said Nicholas has aged him another five years. Uh, so she said, Nicholas looks 100% better today. Hopefully, we will continue the right, in the right direction. Every day is a new day, and amen to that. Let us please, please, please keep uh, Nicholas in our heart, thoughts, and prayers. Definitely, folks, he is in great need as well as his family. Uh, more per request. Uh, I have no new updates on Ray. Um, as I noted on the book, Nook, I've reached out, um, to his wife, my sister-in-law, Haven's half-sister, Stephanie, and we have not received any updates with regard to Ray's condition. Last we had heard he is home. Uh, so that's all we have, but let us please keep him in our heart, thoughts, and prayers. Uh, Ariana, uh, Father Daniel, his mother, Anne, his brothers, uh, Bob, Elaine, Lana, Megan, Molly, Gwen, Octavia, Clyde, Mike S., Kathy, Michael T., Father Mike Cantor, Eddie Cantor, Emma, Jean, Doug, Tracy, Ron, Tanya, Salma, Sister Mercy Augustine, Cheryl, and Risa. And now our benediction in nominee Divi Filii Spiritus Sancti. O oh, great divine, lift us up for your blessing today. I pray that you will anoint everyone listening with the strength and self care today tomorrow, and always. I pray that you will grace them with patience and wisdom. I pray that you will encourage them throughout the day to take the correct steps to walk proudly and behave well. I pray all of these things in your name. Amen. And real quick before we go, folks, I want to remind everyone About our YouTube channel We now have a YouTube channel Or I said we've had a YouTube channel for about a month now Uh, Feel free to check it out It's at youtube.com At the at Or amber sand symbol Faith and more podcast It doesn't get any simpler than that YouTube.com at faith and more podcast And I've got all kinds of things on there Every week or so I'm doing an ask angel segment So you get to see me You see video of me Uh, Replying to questions, and I love Replying to questions, so If you have a question that you would like For me to answer on Our YouTube channel, please Feel free to contact me, Uh, my Information, contact information at the end of every Show, and it's coming up here in just a moment Also um, Father Mike's got me practicing My homilies, so every other week I am to do a homily uh, For that Sunday, and I'm actually uploading those homilies To uh, YouTube for all of you to watch. Um, also, um, the show that you're listening to right now is also uploaded on YouTube. It's just audio only. Uh, but it's another way, another format to listen to the show. So be sure to check it out. It's an awesome way for all of us to connect more and for all of you to get to know me a little bit better. Again, that's youtube.com at faith and more podcast. And one more, yeah, one more, one more last thing, folks. I mentioned that I had mentioned Ray in the um, Book Nook. Well, the Book Nook's coming up this week, so you hadn't heard that yet. But what I had meant to say is I had mentioned Ray earlier in this show. Um, as a matter of fact, the show was, you know, kind of sparked by Ray and his situation. And as soon as we have any more Updated information, we'll be sure to let you all know. And infinite thanks, blessings, and love for everyone, for all your prayers. But again, just a reminder for those who are listening now that got this far, infinite thanks and blessings and love to you. And there will be a book nook this Wednesday coming out at 12 a.m. Eastern time. So be sure to stay tuned. It's going to be a really good one. I so hope and pray that you've enjoyed the show and that you've found everything that you've been searching for in a podcast here and more. Thank you so much for stopping by. Please don't be a stranger. Your family, stop by anytime, all the time. You're always welcome and always safe here. We now have an Amazon.com wish list for the show for anyone who would like to make an offering. A link can always be found in the show notes and show description. I'm always open to questions and suggestions. We have people listening from all over the world. There are amazing beings past and present in your country, society, and culture that we and the rest of the world do not know about. But we should. Please, please, please contact me and share these amazing beings so the world can learn about them. Next is prayers. I love to pray and our listeners love to pray as well. So let us pray for you. There's two ways to do this. The first is to email me directly at faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's faithandmorepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. The second way is through our website, which is faithandmorepodcast. Again, all one word, site w-i-x-s-i-t-e dot com slash my Dash site S-I-T-E. There's a form on the web page at the very bottom that you can click on to submit your questions and prayer requests or anything that you're in need of. So until next week, have a blessed week and know that each and every one of you are in my heart in prayers. Bless you.